in a world of iconic riffs, immortal solos, the highest notes, and the most guttural growls, the debate of the greats has raged on for decades. And we settle them here. This is the Great Metal Standoff. Thank you very much, voice the guy. Ladies and gentlemen of the rock and roll, punk, prog, hardcore, crash, and heavy metal community, my name is Jason Emmons, and this is The Great Metal Standoff, the podcast that pits music's greatest albums in track-by-track combat. All right, so on the last episode of The Great Metal Standoff, I had had a bit of a curiosity dive. I got very interested into diving deep into some famous pop-punk albums. On the last episode, we went through... Green Day's American Idiot and My Chemical Romance's The Black Parade, a pop-punk album, pop-punk battle, on a show with the word metal in the title. I can see why that would be a confusing venture on this show. So this time, I'll be climbing back up the metal scale and taking a pit stop at the Hard Rock Petrol Station. Therefore, the battle in question on this episode of The Great Metal Stand-Up will be pitting ACDC's Back in Black up against Motorhead's Ace of Spades, two pivotal albums that, for one, re-established them as guardians of the rock and roll gate, and for the other, launched them to the next level in the scene, whilst both simultaneously playing a vital part influencing many of the metal bands that we know and love today. My guest this episode is a former Mosh Pit EP, or executive producer if you want the longer version, current EP of Sin's gaming program, Player One, and host of a Sin podcast called Rock Capital on both iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. His name is Stefan Bradley, and he is a man of many trades, so he could be quite possibly a wealth of knowledge for us to learn off. I'm very excited. Even though he, he does believe, going into this podcast, that he might not be as much of a wealth of knowledge as he normally would, considering these two, but I, I bet you he's got some good insight for you. All right. Before we cut to Stefan, let me just give you the quick rules just in case this is your first time tuning into the Great Metal Standoff. The rules go as follows. Number one, each battle goes through track by track. And number two, if in the event of one album containing more tracks than the other, which does uh, come into effect on this podcast, there is a 10-track versus 12-track battle, points can be awarded to an uncontested track by awarding the song a gold star. And if we want to not award it a point, you just give it a grey star. We go track by track, award each song, whichever song we prefer the most will receive a point, and the album with the most accumulative scores by each panellist at the end of the battle will be declared the winner. All right, let's go straight into it with Stefan Bradley and myself talking about ACDC's Back in Black and Motorhead's Ace of Spades. The discussion is ready. Time to roll the audio. Okay, we are now deep in the bowels of the battle zone, waiting to go through the curtain into the arena to assess Back in Black and Ace of Spades. And joining me is a former EP here at Mosh Pit on Sin, current executive producer of Sin's gaming program, Player One, and a host of a podcast called Rock Capital. His name is Stefan Bradley. How you doing, mate? Jason, I am fantastic, feeling excellent, feeling great, feeling like I haven't, I haven't listened to... A lot of rock and roll lately, so I'm very keen to destroy my love for rock by not being able to decide between these two releases. <laughs> same, do you know what? 
similar to me because the last time I'm doing this show is called the Great Metal Standoff, and the last episode I did was about pop punk. Yeah, and um, yeah, I saw that episode, and those, <laughs> yeah, two classic albums there. Um, although, actually, to be fair, so we're doing Back in Black and Ace of Spades. I actually don't know Ace of Spades too well. I've been listening to it a little bit. Um, I do know Back in Black very well because I'm Australian. And... <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, we should probably just in case, in case there's ever an international person, you never know what happens on the internet. So there could be an international person there. We're Australian. ACDC is kind of in our veins from birth. Exactly. And uh, our, our the biggest ACDC song worldwide is probably Highway to Hell, but in Australia it's a long way to the top. You'd say, yes, you are right, we're probably a long way to the top. Really? Highway to Hell? You would say that's the... That's probably the biggest international okay. uh, ACDC song. Everybody knows that one. That and, I guess, Thunderstruck and Back in Black. If you listen to Triple M in Melbourne, you'll hear Back in Black about 10 times a day. And you shook me all night long. Yeah, but uh, you don't really hear shook me all night long, all night long at Triple M, but you definitely Maybe hear... Maybe on Gold. Back, yeah, you gold definitely... Gold 104. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But you definitely hear Back in Black all day, every day. Which is very handy, because Back in Black is the best-selling album of ACDC, and it is in the battlefield today, up against Motorhead's Ace of Spades. Both of these albums were released in 1980. Back in Black was released in, Ju- in the July of that year, while Ace of Spades came out in November... Now, Back in Black, that was the uh, first album preceding Bon Scott's death earlier that year in February. Yeah, so there's a bit of defiance about it. They announced um, that, you know, I think about... One band I'm thinking of, which is a modern example, is one of my other favourite bands, which is Linkin Park. Uh, Chester Bennington's died, and it's been nearly two years now, and I haven't even really thought about replacing or going on without him. And, you know, same other bands like, you know, Led Zeppelin, they quit after their drummer died. And you can think of all these these other bands that quit after one of their uh, members passed away. But um, we know that the Young Brothers, they, after the Bon Scott's funeral, they were like, you know, we want to keep going. And Bon Scott's family um, was keen for them to continue. And about six weeks later, they'd already announced their new singer, who was Brian Johnson, yeah. um, who... and. Bron Scott apparently really liked his um, Brian Johnson as a performer. So it's... And apparently some of his... Bon Scott's work is on Back in Black. Like maybe some of his lyrics or some of his music. It's it, it's not really clear. I but, think it has been unclear that a lot of uh, Bon Scott's vocals... Uh, sorry, vocals. What am I saying? Lyrics. Uh, it is disputed whether they're on. I think ACDC have claimed that they're not... They haven't... That none of them were used for this album. They're, I see. It's all original. Mm. In the meantime, over in England land, Modehead were launching out with probably one of their most successful albums that they ever had in their career, Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. People know that song and may not know of Modehead. And, yeah, and I just... Yeah, I just thought that'd be nice to chuck along into this battle. Furthermore, um, so you don't know too much about Ace of Spades, but obviously you know about the title track, right? Yeah, of course. Um, It's... um... It's a defining, um, it's a defining Motorhead anthem, and yeah, you're right. A lot of people who may not know Motorhead very well know this song, and you know, there's other great classics on this on this album as well, uh, like Jailbait and the Chase is better than the cat uh, than the, than the Catch. I said than the Cash, but you know, the Cash, yeah, Cash is pretty cool. Cash uh, is nice, and this album did uh, influence thrash metal as proto thrash as they call it. And, you know, it's definitely a great um, 
you know, you do feel like, because thrash metal to me is a mixture of punk and metal, and you definitely hear that. I, I definitely feel like you hear that in this album as a mixture of hard rock as well. Interesting. Um, I must say, Motorhead, they've always identified themselves as rock and roll. Just like ACDC, actually. Yes, but funny enough, Motorhead have been considered as part of that new wave of British heavy metal at the time. Why do you reckon that... Or Nawabum. Nawabum. Yeah. Why do you reckon that is? Well, firstly, they're British. Of course. There was a massive wave of them. Um, So it was a bit of... It seems like a loose term that applied... That's applied loosely to a bunch of bands. Like, you know, early Def Leppard is considered new album. Uh-huh. And I guess, like, their first few albums were kind of on the heavy metal side. And, you know, you had a girl school as well who perform on one of the bonus tracks on this album. Um, do you, are you aware of that one, Jason? Uh, which one Please was Don't one? Touch. Please don't touch. Okay, no. Well, luckily in this battle, in this battle, we were not going to go too much into the reissues and the bonus tracks. We're just going to stick to the original twelve. That's good because uh, when I went on Spotify, there's like three different versions of th- versions of this album. <laughs> yeah, and even the normal version has the bonus tracks, so yes. that can get a bit confusing. I don't want the deluxe edition because I don't need alternative versions of these songs. No, and I that, and I don't need the extended edition, which has like another whole album of this stuff. So, you know, it's just the album on its own. It's fine. <laughs> Excellent. So we're about moments away to kicking into it. Coming into this podcast, Stefan, which one did you think you'd see walking out as the winner? Well, I mean, the moment you asked me, it's, to me, it has to be Back in Black. Okay. Because I, I will say, since I don't know a lot of, about Motorhead and I'm a massive ACDC fan, I guess I do have a... I am biased towards the ACDC album, but, you know, it's one of the best-selling albums ever. And Back in Black, and Shook Me All Night Long, and Hell's Bells, and uh, even, even even um you know, so Shoot the Thrill, which was in Iron Man 2, and you had Rock and Roll Noise Pollution, which was a really big song as well. These All these songs um, are just iconic songs, rock songs on their own. Excellent. I love the detail you're putting into it, even before everything has begun. That's yeah. fantastic. So let's go deep down, have a little bit of analysis, chat about what makes these mu. What makes these classic songs as great as they are and they, why they are hold the legacy they do today? So, Stefan, can you see in the corner of our studio right here that timekeeper over there? Yes, I can. Excellent. Timekeeper, I think we're ready. Can you please ring the bell? Thank you very much. Okay, here we go. The battle is on. First up first, track one, Hell's Bells versus Ace of Spades. That is a toughie. It is a toughie right out of the gate. However... I know, I know for a fact I'd definitely say Ace of Spades in a heartbeat. Really? Hmm. Yes. I mean, it's Hell's Bells is what an opener, I think, to um, to remember uh, Bon Scott. Hell's yep. Bells and the title track were specifically written to remember him, to remember Bon Scott. Yeah. And remembering and celebrating his life. Yes. And Hell's Bells opens with such a killer riff as well. Um, it's it's a slow it's a slow riff. You know, none of their other songs sound like it. It sounds like a bit of a journey, a bit of a story. Um, and I almost feel like I could probably listen to this in a church. <laughs> well, funny you say that. They tried using a real bell from a real church to get that effect onto the album. They tried. However, with the, one of the church bells that they used, it was a problematic process because there were birds that were nesting inside that bell, and every time they rang it, they would fly out of the bell and then just fly back in once it died down. Wow. I did not know that. Well, there you go. That's incredible. You're here to learn. I'm here to learn. We're all here to learn. 
I am, you know, thinking that I'm, I'm itching towards Ace of Spades, though, um, even though I, I would probably say I want to enjoy Hell's Bells more, but Ace of Spades is such, um, you know, it's obvious, it's, I mean, it's the signature song for Motorhead. It's their signature song, yes. Plus yes, the and frenetic, the f- infectious energy I described it as. And the bass. Yes. You know, Lemmy is not just uh, the singer with the, with the, uh, with, with the, um, the low voice. He's the also low raspy voice. The too. low raspy voice. He's also got the low notes on the bass. And Ace of Spades. If you listen to the alternative version as well, they don't really emphasize the bass um, nearly as much as they do in this song. And it's iconic. The Ace of Spades. Um, the Ace of Spades bass. I mean. So I would say we'll give it to Ace of Spades. And don't forget the Joker. That was a lyric. It didn't <laughs> go down very well. Excellent. So it's one nil both sides. For Ace of Spades, how fantastic is that? It's one nil. Does that surprise you? Um, no. All right. Maybe this could surprise you. Shoot the thrill versus love me like a reptile. This is another tough one because um, I love me like a reptile is one of my favorite riffs on this record. Really? Yes. And uh, shoot to thrill. Um, yeah, it's a catchy riff. And shoot to thrill is another one of the the better songs on Back in Black. And, you know, they brought it back when it was after it was in Iron Man 2. They brought it back for their set when I played the song live. So ah. you didn't see ACDC on their most recent two tours? Uh, there was the Rock and Bust, correct? Rock or Bust and Black Ice before that. I didn't see... No, I haven't been to any of those. I didn't realise that... So that died off the set list after a number of years and then they brought it back due to Iron Man, did they? Um, I'm almost certain that's the case because they brought it back okay. in the middle of the Black Ice tour. It right. was the single for... You know, used an Iron Man too, and then I guess you know it's it's a killer song. It is, and I'm glad it got more. I glad it got more recognition, and I'm glad they brought it back because it's a killer song live. Even though when I was watching, you can kind of tell it's a bit of a hard song for Brian Johnson to sing. <laughs> um, it's a bit tough, but I know it's for days. But you know, he gave it a go. So I'm personally going to say shoot the thrill. I was going to do the same thing, basically because. It's probably my favourite ACDC song that Brian Johnson sings. Oh, really? It's actually probably one of my favourite Brian Johnson songs, and it's probably in my top five. Do you it's, have... got, it's the tension and the release all across the song. It builds and builds and builds, and it makes a massive crescendo, and you can't not bop along What's great? Ab- along. What's, what's great about um, uh, Back in Black is, you know, it has songs with different structures, I think. So, you know... Hell's Bells and Shoot the Thrill, like they're long five-minute songs. Yes. And, you know, the other songs, um, I guess, are more normal length. But most of their later albums, you know, you have the occasional rarity like Thunderstruck. Yep. Or, um, well, it's really just Thunderstruck and, you know, a few songs off um, there are a few Ball songs Breaker. Like- Ball Breaker has quite a few long songs. But other than that, the only, the only, um, most of their songs were, you know, the typical three to four minutes long. You know, their last two albums especially was just mostly three to four minute songs. Yeah. Which is fine. But, you know, I like a bit of variety and that's why I think Highway to Hell and, and Back in Black were so good is because they had, um, you know, without di- dynamic and had a bit of variety. They can keep it short and they can keep it long. And they exactly. Can, they have room to play with. Yeah. Yeah. My, my personal, the reason why I'm going to shoot the thrill is because the tension, the release, and it can it can bring you down and build you back up within a moment's notice, especially that bridge of the... Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I love this song. As you can tell, I think both of us are in agreement that it's shoot the thrill. Awesome. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And then, which which nicely transitions us into shoot you in the back. 
Yes. Shoot you in what the thrill. Do you do for money, Shoot honey. Shoot you in the back. Uh, um, I would say what you do for money, honey, to me is not my favorite okay. on the album. Um, is Shoot You in the Back, isn't that a live recording? It sounded like is a live it? recording from listening. It's just because I think it was a little bit, it was mixed a little bit rougher and you can hear a crowd at the end. You can hear an audience clapping along. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I didn't notice that. Because um, oh, it's not a live album. Uh, it's not a live album. That's why I thought, oh, is this a bit of a... Maybe it's just the way it feels. Maybe they recorded it kind of live, but I don't know. Possibly. But okay. um, I, I don't know. I think maybe I'll just... What You Do For Money, Honey, is one of my favourites. So personally, I just would rather probably just go for Shoot You In The Back because it's a shorter song. <laughs> right. That's okay. what I'll go for. What would you go for? I would actually differ with you and take What Do You Do For Money, Honey because of the catchy chorus, high... The high vocals of Brian Johnson, and once again, just nice catchy riff. Because that's that's what ACDC are. I, this is one of my concerns about going into this podcast, considering the the common joke of Angus Young saying we've written how many albums and they all sound the same. That was my big concern. Like it's we're going to be repeating ourselves, but in the same way, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm going to take what do you do for money, honey? Well, I think Motorhead's been doing. Well, Lemmy did pretty much just mostly the same sounding albums as well. I don't know how different. I haven't. I haven't heard. I admit, I have not heard all twenty-two Motorhead studio albums. <laughs> but uh, I'm assuming most of them sound similar. All right, but I might be wrong. Yeah, excellent. So uh, currently, the score stands. Stefan, you have you have got Ace of Spades up two-one, where the scores are reversed on my end. ACDC two to one. Mm. We're currently in a draw scenario right now. Oh, here let's we see, go. Let's see if we can break this deadlock as the battle goes on. Give the dog a bone versus live to win. Um, I would probably go for live to win because um, giving the dog a bone is also is probably my personal least favorite on the album. It's a good song because every song on Back and Back is great, but you know if you had to ask me what would what would if I had to rank the Back and Black songs, I would probably put um, giving the dog a bone at the bottom. Give the dog a bone. Um... Part of me kind of think it was a bit... Uh, I can't remember if it was this... Because I've, I've listened to this album on repeat and all blurred into one at some point. But it, th- there's a lot of grit to this. Both of these songs here had a lot of grittiness that I really enjoyed to it. There is like, some... It's a bit of a... Also, the, given the dog bones, a bit of like a cringy um, sexual innuendo, which is one of those things where like... On, sometimes I listen to it and I just laugh of how like juvenile it is. And then, this, and then, this, the, then the day after, I'm just like, yeah, this is kind of cringe. And I actually brought it back on the recent tour, um, on the Rock or Bus tour. I'm pretty sure they uh-huh. brought it back. Did they, or, or did they bring back I'll, Have I'll... a Drink on Me, or maybe both? But yeah, I was surprised that they they brought um, those two songs back. But you know, it's that. I think I'll say Live to Win. Live to Win. When I think of Live to Win, I looked like it was like kind of like I kind of envisioned because a lot of times when I envision scenarios when I listen to music, so when I was listening to Live to Win, part of me was thinking, oh, like there's a motorcycle cowboy convoy coming into town <laughs> as it came along. Uh, listening to you discuss both songs is actually, I was originally going to go give the dog a bone, but I'm starting to now have my doubts. Uh, now I'm put on the spot and I'm trying to work out a winner. So you all have gone live to win. That's yep. put you to 3-1 in the favour of Ace of Spades. Do you know what? Just because of my, it, I can paint a visual picture with live to win, I think I will sw- switch my original pick to live to win, and that will tie my scores up to 2-2. Two to two. Well, there you go. 
All well right. done, Stefan. You're very good at debating. <laughs> That's why you're Sin's MVP. I am, absolutely. You genuinely are. You do a lot of things and you do great work here at Sin, so oh, keep thanks. it up. Next up, Let Me Put My Love Into You versus Fast and Loose. Both are extremely horny. Yeah. <laughs> Both songs are extremely they, they really horny. Comp- they really complement each other, don't yes, they? They're very complimentary if you're in a bedroom. Yeah, that, and when you when you put when we put it that way, it was like, yeah, these are actually two great choices to compare. But to me, I'm actually a big fan of Let Me. Let um, I can't even say it now. Let, Let me, me put, put my, my love, love into, into you because I'm not even going to bother trying to hit those high notes on I th- air. I don't know if they really performed that song live very often. I don't think they did. But to me, it's an underrated song off the album. I I agree. I would, I agree. and I really like the solo too. I think it's kind of cheeky. Is how I would describe it, and yep. I think this would probably be like a good stripper song as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, especially the, the solo as well. Yeah, so I would. Um, Whereas yeah. Fast and Loose is probably a bit more motel style. Yeah, cheap motel style. So I, 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 I would definitely go with. Let, let me put my love into you. I'm with you too. Yeah, it also has a. I think it does also have a different instrumentation with that. Yes, yes. When I hear that, you know, I instantly know what song it is. You know, yeah, there is that. There is something a bit more unique about those that specific song too. However, fast and loose, yes, you could probably go to a poorly rated hotel or a cheap motel and enjoy that song (laughs) all night long. Okay, now this one I've been dreading. Track six. This one I've been dreading, Stefan. The reason why is because both songs are really good but it's very tricky to distinguish between the two. Back in Black versus We Are the Road Crew. Well, it has to be Back in Black for sure for me. No contest. And this is a shame because, you know, I was listening to We Are the Road Crew today and I was really digging it. But, you know, Back in Black. I mean, it's Back in Black. It's Back in Black. There's like enough said. (laughs) Enough said. Am I graded by it because it's been overplayed? I don't think so. The problem I had with this is that if We Are the Road Crew was up against any other song on this album that wasn't a single, it would have won. <laughs> yes, and that's what makes this a bit, you know... Uh, Which I think is a shame. I think that does a disservice, because We Are The Road Crew actually is a very enjoyable song. And yeah. uh, Lemmy wrote that specifically for the Motorhead Road Crew, who he considered was the best road crew in the world, and it took him 10 minutes to write this song. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah a lot of these songs, you know, it takes them, um, can take them a really short amount of time. And I know that with Back in Black, um, they, uh, the Young Brothers said to Brian Johnson, you know, don't make it morbid, make the song a celebration. It's a celebration, yeah. And, and there's defiance about it. Yeah, and like. he was, you know, if the lyrics are a little bit, you know, you think about it, the lyrics are kind of, they're, they're really odd. Like, you got nine lives, cat cat's size. Losing but, every one of them and running wild. But that's, that's like a sick line as well. Yeah! You think about it, it's like, that's a strange line, but it's also a sick line. I can't believe... He came up with that. Yeah. Well, I think that, that that kind of personified Bond in a way. He just used all of his nine lives up and just ran wild all the way. He was a rocker through and through. Yeah, there was definitely like there's definitely a party atmosphere with um uh with his vocals, especially on the next song on this album. Yeah. Um and you know, his his vocals are obviously very high. I read today actually, so Angus Young said that this is one of his favorite songs to play live. And for the re- for obvious reasons, you know, you only have to play a few notes. People know it's back in black. Uh, yeah. And um, apparently, according to him, 
Um, he thinks he he thinks it might be Brian Johnson's least favorite because the notes are really high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, but I, I I truly do not want to give the road crew a disservice because once again I got that the, a visual picture coming through the song. Uh, like hell, I've got my notes written right here. A nice picture painting of a traveling road crew. Lemmy does make it sound like a road crew guy is losing his mind and going delirious from constant travel. Hmm. That's that's just the picture I painted for myself by listening to this song, which is probably a way how I listen to music. He's a very music. honest rock... He was a very honest rock star, you know? Yeah. He just wrote what he knew, wrote what he enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, wrote what was best suited to him. Which, it, like I said, if Road Crew went up against any other Back and Black song that isn't a single, it would have won hands down no contest. But it's up against probably, as we were discussing at the top of the show, probably one of the most arguably most recognised and famous ACDC songs ever. Or songs ever, yeah. Yeah, or songs ever in general, which is a shame. That, uh, Yeah, that that does disappoint me that it had to go up against that, but, ah, well, that's how the cookie crumbles and that's how the Great Metal standoff works. On to the next one, You Shook Me All Night Long versus Fire Fire. I think that's a no contest. Yep, I agree. Shook Me All Night Long, obviously. And uh, Brian Johnson wrote this song as well really, really quickly. He just sat in the room and... Um, he says that he felt like like something just happened, like almost like a spiritual thing, which made him write the song really quickly. Yeah, and because I, th- I think he started with the title, that's all he had, so he yeah. just worked with the title. But yes, I mean this is this is one of the great this is one of the great uh part- this is one of their signature songs as well. Shook me all night long. It's another great party anthem as well. Yeah, do you reckon that's what makes it as enjoyable as it is? Because it's a party anthem. Yeah, and yeah. you have to you have to you have to have it on your at your um parties even though it's full of your top 40 annoying pop tunes, you got to have it on there. I must admit I did write in my notes cuz I take notes as I'm listening to the album for these podcasts. I technically did write infectious chorus don't lie you sing along too. Of course. Who Absolutely. Cuz I just genuinely think who doesn't sing it's along to big, that chorus. It's a big it's a big chorus. You should be and it's even you know, the the ver- the intro as well is recognisable as well. Yeah, yeah, it's in my head right mm. now. All right, yeah, that that was a no contest. To be honest, and if I wanted to compare it to Firefly, Firefly Fire, Fire is a pretty forgettable one in my opinion. Yeah, one of I the weaker ones. From I can't the album. really think too much about that one. Yeah. Ah well, have a drink on me versus Jailbait. Um, I do enjoy Have a Drink on Me, but I think it's one of the la- the um, the lesser songs off Back and Black. Um, Jailbait is. Um, <laughs> one of his cheekiest ones, and one of the more famous ones. Uh, what What do you reckon? I I wanted to like Jailbait because for some reason because it's an ACDC Motorhead battle. I was I was looking at Jailbait. And I'm thinking it's going to sound like Jailbreak, isn't it? But it it I don't think it was. It's all right. Have a drink on me gets is a bit more of a head bopper and more enjoyable in my end, but. It, it it is a flip of the coin in my opinion. So you're definitively going jailbait, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I think I'll go with jailbait. Uh I'm flipping, but I think I just found myself enjoying "Have a Drink on Me" a bit more. So I'm probably going to take the ACDC song, which actually take that's the sixth win for my end. Hmm. Versus two, it's six two for me. For you, it is four all. I, I believe. Wow. So you are, so you came in here thinking that. ACDC would wipe the floor due to your bias, but it's actually quite a dead heat at the moment for in your end. Well, we'll see. We've still got a few songs we left. We still have a few <laughs> left, but yeah. Shake a Leg versus Dance. 
I love Shaker Lake. I think it's probably I might have said it before about um uh let me put my love into you, but I think Shaker Lake might be even more underrated than that. I think Shaker Lake has it's got a catchy riff and the energy is absolutely crazy. Um you know, the main riff and the verses and he's um, the chorus as well, and the solo is incredibly crazy. I was gonna say that the yeah. Shaker Lake solo is like it's. I don't. It doesn't make sense. It just keeps on going and going and going and going with, and you can hear like Angus Young's fingers going super fast. And they only performed that song once. They've only performed it once. I think it was in the eighties, and wow. uh, I suppose I don't blame him for bringing it back because I imagine it'd be a tough one to do. But I love Shaker Lake, so <laughs> definitely Shaker Lake easily. Do you reckon the intro reminds you of Dirty Deeds? So many ACDC songs kind of sound like each other. Like, Yeah, hence the joke we've made. How many albums and they all sound the same? I can't remember what the actual figure was. It was either 13 or 14 because it was from the 80s or the 90s. If, but... if, if, if you just played me, like I, I reckon even like jail, um, ACDC's Jailbreak and Long Way to the Top, like the main riff kind of sounds similar as well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Angus Young does... Uh, you got to give it to, like, Malcolm Young probably wrote most of the riffs. Like, he was actually the one who wrote the Back in Black riff, and he actually and he wrote the Highway to Hell riff too. So we got to make sure that, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's got to be credited for Shout most, probably most of the riffs. Young, yes. yeah. uh, while, on the other hand, Dance, there was a bit of... It's a bit more upbeat than the rest of the, Mo- the Motorhead catalogue in this one. It's a bit know. more upbeat. I don't I, really want to... I don't really... I don't really want a dance track... Um, I don't really want a dance track on my on my on my Lemmy. I think ACDC can do, um, ACDC can do can do a bit of like the dance um, anthems. I think it kind of works for they're them because party, you know, they're more of a party, and you know, so does Lemmy. Also, parties too in a different kind of dark way, um, in a in a different kind of um, uh, not the word cheeky, but uh, you know, his lifestyle. We yeah, all know he, what his he, lifestyle was like. He, Lived 70 years, and I reckon 50 of them were compl- were dead on the, the rock and roll lifestyle that we all have stereotyped for many years. Exactly. And it's funny because, um, you know, we're comparing these two, and, you know, the, um, well, Angus Young was a teetotaller. Um, he didn't drink alcohol at all. He just had tea. Yeah. So these guys, you know, they don't really do, they didn't really um, do interviews much, or they left their private lives private. They still do. Yeah, they still do. So for me, it's like, you know, Lemmy is definitely what you see is what you get. He plays the music he wants and he lives the life you want, or he did. And the young brothers were just like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, we're a rock and roll band, but um, when we're not, we're just chilling. <laughs> mm, they're the chilling rockers, ACDC, where Motorhead can, they, they can slap you in the face. They will slap you in the face with the music that they play, but yet they sound pretty chirpy on dance. <laughs> I think for the solo and for the plotting verses and you know the plotting feeling of the song, I'm gonna take Shake a Leg and you were too. Absolutely. Easy done. Now, this is where we're reaching interesting territory because we're approaching the end of Back in Black. This is the final song on that album. However, we have three to go on Ace Spade, so the gold star, grey star rule will come into play. Rock and roll ain't noise pollution versus bite the bullet. Now bite the bullet, that's about ninety seconds long, I must say. 90 seconds? It's okay. about 90 seconds long by the bullet. Okay. Um, no, I mean, for me, it's obviously rock and roll ain't noise pollution. To me, that's another excellent song of this album. It's very powerful. Yeah, and once again, we talk about the defiance of this album. This is a defiance for rock, this is defiance for rock and roll. 
Exactly. This is rock and roll. Truly, is not noise pollution, unless you know I'm, unless it's after eleven o'clock at night and I'm breaking your noise laws, and then you call the police to my house. Then I guess that you're technically in the clear to call it noise pollution. But other yeah. than that, no. Rock and roll is the best that ever was. Stop asking that it's, if it's dead or not, because yeah. it's never gonna die. It will go away and become an underground and become come out stronger than ever. I think that's what that's that that personifies that song. Yeah, and um, the um, it's 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 also just another example of how you know they repeat their choruses a lot. Yeah. All the times they're just repeating the chorus, but it's yeah. it just sounds great. Rock and roll and noise pollution. That just keeps on going rock and going. And roll is just rock and roll. And um, the producer. Uh, Mutt Lang, I think, is that what his name was? Yeah. Um, he really emphasised the lead vocals, and this is one of those songs where um, it was really important. So for me, it's rock and roll and noise pollution easily. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. So that's... We, we we have agreed and we have differed. However, we still now... We now have two uncontested Motorhead songs here. So if you enjoy this song and want to seek it out again, give it a gold star and it gets a point. Otherwise, we're just going to leave it in the dust, which is quite fitting considering this song is called The Chase is Better Than the Catch. I reckon that is quite a accurate way of describing human motives, to be perfectly honest. The Chase is Better Than the Catch. Yeah, it's all right, this song. <laughs> I like it. You like it? I prefer the song afterwards, The Hammer. The Hammer, really? I think The Hammer is one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, so we need a song to end the album. We just have to go absolutely crazy. That's what the hammer was to me. Um, it just it's just a song that just goes nuts. And I think it works really well as a song to finish off. Okay. Um the hammer to me it was a bit more like ending just like how we began. Yeah. So are you, are you comparing it favorably to Ace of Spades? Uh to an to an extent. I did enjoy the case Chase is better than the catch and I'd give it the gold star points. That's good for me. I'm I'm fine giving it that. Chase is better than the catch. Hammer, I don't know. It's ending how we began. It's got the fast, infectious enemy energy. Why did I say enemy energy? But if I want that, I can just listen to Ace of, Ace of Spades, the title track, can't I? That's, That's true. probably why I'm going to go the the grey star. But are you going to? What, what would you give the hammer? I guess I would give Hammer the gold, and I would say the chase is better than the catch. Just a grey. Leave it into the grey. Yeah. All right. So we've just. It's gone a good through. song. It's uh, one of the. It's uh, better than average, I think. Uh, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I like it as much as the other ones. Okay, so we have reached the end of the battle. Stefan, I can now reveal to you that you have completely deadlocked this battle with five apiece. Now, you walked in here with a bias to Back to back and Black. However, you've tied the albums five to five. How does that make you feel? Uh, Well, I still... I mean, if I, if I had to choose, I'm still going to go with Back and Black all the way. Really? But I did warm up to Ace of Spades yeah. over the last few days, but uh, still going to be Back and Black for sure. And I think uh, I'll still be listening to Back and Black years later, because I, I hadn't listened to Back and Black for a while before this, and then when I listened to it, you know, it still it still gets me. It still gets me going. <laughs> so, Well, I think that's worked out for me, because on my end of this battle, I have de- I came to the decision that Back and Black completely completely obliterated Ace of Spades 8-3. to three. Now, because you've deadlocked, I think it's just better to award each album half a point, and with the vi- and with the outright victory on me, 
that leads an overall result of one and a half versus a half in favour of Back and Black. So therefore, your winner of this battle is Back and Black by ACDC. Well done, ACDC. They've that that's a feather in the cap for them. This lowly podcast on Sin Media. <laughs> that was a good mental standoff, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was that one was close. But uh, yeah, these are great albums. I but, don't, yeah, I don't want to give Ace of Spades too much of a disservice because that is a genuinely enjoy. It is a genuinely enjoyable album. And I do have a whale of a time listening to it. And if some songs were placed in different places, if songs were placed differently, they might have been awarded additional points. But a lot of the really good stuff was against some of Back and Black's juggernaut songs that have launched them into the stratosphere and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't do, can't do much bigger than Back and Black. Can't really do much bigger than ACDC in general. They are the guardians of the gate. Exactly. No, absolutely. They're, you know, well, Bon Scott is in hell, guarding that gate. Him and Malcolm together. <laughs> what, are they the guardians of the gate for, like, de- the Satan's the higher right-hand hell. men? Or I should say left-hand men, because left- left-handed left people oh. are associated with the devil, so maybe they sit at the devil's left hand at the gates of hell. They absolutely do. And the best thing is, is that they're all Australian. It's Australian-made. Well, Bon Scott was technically... They were technically born in England and Scotland. Scotland, but they, yeah. they, I mean, they were born and... They were bred in Australia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I fair. feel like, by association, us Australians always vote Australian, and they come out on top in the end. Stefan, thank you very much for taking part in this battle it was quite enjoyable i'm glad you did come along even with the even with your doubts no i'm glad i came and i had a had a great time uh especially revisiting back and black because it has been a while and uh i hadn't really as i said i hadn't really given ace of spades a fair shake so i'm glad that uh, this gave me an opportunity to um give it a bit of a bit of a listen and uh yeah and i'll you know there's still like 21 20 more albums of Motorhead I can listen to. Yeah. So, you know, I guess I better get started. Yeah, better get started. You're going to walk away here with a newfound respect for Motorhead. Absolutely. So it's not all a loss for all you Motorhead fans. You've gained a new fan in Stefan Bradley, Sin Media's MVP. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Big thanks again to Stefan Bradley for taking part in this ACDCV Motorhead battle here on the Great Metal Standoff. And ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Stefan came into this podcast believing that he would hold some bias to ACDC, and as you can tell by the end of it, he's walked away with a dead heat. A draw. It's That is something I really didn't expect here on the Great Metal Center. So therefore, it proves that you never know how much you may enjoy the other side of the battle. But because of this result, I've, ha- I've made an executive decision as producer of this show and main presenter and the anchor of this show, that I'm going to add an extra rule to these Great Metal Standoff battles. The new rule stands as follows. If a panellist's total tally results in a draw, half a point will be awarded to both albums' overall score. This will justify the half point that I gave both albums at the end of this battle, and that is the rule we're going to go with from this point forward. All in all... Your winner of the battle, by quite a comprehensive margin on my end, but via dead heat technicalities on Stefan's end, ACDC, 
back in black. However, I will state, regardless of the result, I would still highly recommend Ace of Spades. There are some really good tracks on that album. Truly, do give it a try. I'm looking at this uh, list right now. We are the road crew. The chase is better than the catch. Live to win. Love me like a reptile. There are some of them that I may not have scored a point to, but that's literally because they went up against ACD songs that I just happen to love a whole lot more. But trust me, if you take away back, if you take away, but trust me, if you take if they weren't contested against the massive ACDC singles, they would have scored points hands down. It would not have been a contest. I would probably prefer them a lot more to some of the filler tracks. But that's how the cookie crumbles, and that's how it ends up. So your winner, ACDC, back in black. Well, that's about all from me over at the Great Metal Standoff episode about to come to an end. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for being interested in this battle. Be sure to check Stefan's lovely producing skills over at Sin's gaming program, Player One, Monday nights at 8pm on Sin 90.7 Digital Radio, or you can stream it at our website, sin.org.au. And also, be sure to check out Stefan's other rock and roll podcast, Rock Capital. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You could get it anywhere you like. Also, be sure to drop him a like at facebook.com forward slash rock capital, facebook.com forward slash rock capital pod, and you can follow him on Twitter at rock capital pod. Also, be sure to give this show a like, The Great Metal Standoff. Yours truly, Jason Evans, Great Metal Standoff. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash metal standoff pod. Let me know what let me know what you would have picked, what winner you would have picked in this battle. Would you have gone Motorhead instead of ACDC? Be sure to let me know. Perhaps you have a suggestion with a battle that we can do next here on The Great Metal Standoff. I'm happy to... I'm very open to suggestions. Don't you worry. Also, if you are a local artist that is very interested in having a chat, be sure to give us a contact. Facebook.com forward slash Metal Standoff Pod. All right, that's all from me. Over and out. Metal up your ass.